0: Good evening and welcome to another Virial USA podcast. This is Alan and I'm joined by Joseph. How are you this evening? Doing very
1: well. A couple of weeks, a lot of stuff has happened, so excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, I was away last week and uh, while I was away and even after we did our first podcast, I guess we had a lot of um, movements in the, in the roster and a few more apparently um, on their way or potentially so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and we also played our first friendly of the season which was um, against West Bromwich Albion who a yeah, pretty,
1: pretty decisive victory
0: yeah Albion were in the um, championship playoffs last year and got eliminated so they're a second tier team in England and uh, yeah I mean it was the first first match yeah. season it was obviously one of those things where you played a different 11 um each half
1: second half yeah yeah I I think my only my only issue was that you put uh you put Albiol in in his first game as center back and a lot of people want to see how he's going to deal with pace and all that that was a lot of people's concerns and if you read up on the West Brom match report what a lot of people were saying that were West Brom fans is that they bought absolutely no good strikers I mean that that was their number one problem they got absolutely no pressure nothing like that, barely any shots on goal. So you weren't able actually to really see Albi be tested like a lot of people, I think, wanted to.
0: Right. That was one thing I uh, – because I'm not familiar with um, West Brom particularly, and I did read that too. But they they um, didn't really have their um, – anybody on the front line that was really going to – that really tested um, our defense much. And, you know, it looked it, – I mean, you can't read a whole lot into a preseason friendly, especially the first one of the season, except to say that I think from Virial's standpoint, we often sort of noodle around and don't even win these and, uh, <laughs> or, you know, get a 1-1 draw or something like that. Yes. So it's nice
1: to, it,
0: it was nice to see that the team scored three goals, Um and we, yeah, we didn't have, um Soko Ikambi, we didn't have um, – Chip
1: Wasey. we didn't have Cazorla, a lot of big impact players. So, right. Yeah, you're, exactly. To see that that scoreline without some of your biggest impact players, I mean, that's very prominent. Even against, like you said, a championship side. But regardless, a side that was a couple goals away from going back to the Premier League either way. So not like they're the worst opponent anyways.
0: No, no. And then then Saturday we'll, we'll, we will um, yeah. be playing Levante. We'll get a little more opportunity, I think, to see – um how we're how we're doing um so i think you, you you and i were kind of in the same boat where we didn't get to see the whole game kind of saw some some highlights and and whatnot and um so i didn't really take anything away from it except that it did seem you know that we we um obviously moved the ball around pretty well um you know, had some had some goals, obviously. I don't know if there's a whole lot we could say beyond that.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think the best thing that I can say is that no one got injured. Always happy for that Except at the end for, of the day.
0: Moreno was on for like five minutes, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he came off. But as far as right now, I don't see that it's anything serious, which, you know, you still have about another month till the season, three, four weeks till the season begins. So as long as he's fine by then, you know, hopefully he, he's good enough to go Saturday. I haven't really seen any reports on it or if it's serious or not. So, I, I'm going to assume that it's not.
0: Yeah, I think I saw something that said he would probably be out about ten days, so I'm thinking yeah. he may miss yeah. may miss Levante, but it shouldn't be any any major thing. Exactly. That.
1: And fact, t- I saw I saw an interview with uh, Albiol after in Spanish where you know he just said all the natural things. He's very happy after playing in about six or seven years in Italy to be you know playing here. He was really happy for the cohesiveness of the team. There's a lot of young players, so I mean he said everything you expected him to say in the post game interview, but. Like I said, it's good that at least him and Ruben Pena are now in the system. They're getting used to it and you know. Right that that, that that's the best thing I think, and that no one else was seriously injured.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. I think um the other thing was I, I saw several people praising Ivan Martin, who's one of our um Cantera guys who was playing in the middle, I guess, in one of the halves, like second half maybe, I can't remember. But I people seem to uh seem to like him. So that was so that was kind of sound like definitely had-
1: definitely and I, and I think it's, it's only good obviously Villarreal is a team that prides themselves on bringing up players from their B and other other teams so you know every any chance you give those guys a chance is always the best because that like we talked about I think last podcast I mean for a team like this that's the only way you survive is continuously bringing up players from your youth system you can't spend 40 50 million every summer it's just not it's not gonna happen
0: right right and and um unfortunately what's uh, when you do that you also know that you're going to lose players when they um there're going to be some that um want that are tempted to play want to play elsewhere after a while there are some that get poached um you know if you remember last year senior Roig was very upset with several um team um i think atleti and atlet um Maybe athletic club and somebody else. I can't remember who that. That he felt like they were tempting our under seven. You can't sign a professional contract until you're 17. So even if you're going through our system, we don't have a we don't have you under contract until that time. And there were so you can
1: leave no problem.
0: So you can leave no problem. There were a couple players that we lost that I think he felt tampering had been involved and. Who knows? You know, that's that's that kind of thing is is um, does happen and, you know, happens um, both ways. But I think we certainly lost a couple of players that we were figuring could move up the, the and pretty up. Like
1: well. I said, it's incredibly important that you continue. So I understand why Senor Roig was mad. But, you know, I mean, you do with the best you can do with what you got. I mean, they were able to, you know, I think what we got, everyone got what they wanted in some way or fashion, at least by the couple of signings that we've made so far. Like I said, I saw on your blog site that a couple of people more were more asking for another midfielder like God or something like that. Um, but I think for now, everyone day one said we need a center back. And, you know, not everyone was happy with Albiol because they say he's slow and he's going to get beat for pace really easily. And that is obviously one of my concerns. But, you know, just getting a center back in general, I mean, that's. Importance.
0: That's important. And um so maybe we should turn to um let's, let's talk briefly about the, the addition so far. And I guess, you know, I would count Pal Torres even though he was, you know, was our player. We had him on loan to Malaga. But, yeah. Yeah. but he um you know, he, he played, and I could not rem- remember what game this was, but you know, a couple of years ago he, he made his, made a debut. It might have been in the cup game or something. You know, and you could tell he had promise, but he, ne- but he needed experience. And I think, you know, the, his loan to Malaga—that's the way loans are supposed to work. You know, we we loaned him there. He he was basically an everyday starter, played, you know, oodles of matches for them, basically through the promotion playoffs. And um, you know, now he's back with us, and he's he's you know gotten far more playing time than he would have ever gotten. I mean, he was—he he, didn't yeah. be in the—he
1: would have been absolutely buried last, yeah, last year. Yeah, you would have
0: he, seen he, much of him. A Bay, and he needed to—he needed to be—he um, wouldn't have gotten playing time with the first team, and—and and, you know, you're probably not wanting to give um, somebody like that uh, put them under pressure when when the team was struggling the way it Oh life. yeah,
1: the, the worst yeah. thing I think is you throw them out there because you just have no other options. And you're like, please save our club, keep us yeah. up. And, you know, that pressure can get to some people. Some people thrive on it. But I think that, like you said, that the best thing for him, one of the best loan spells definitely because, first of all, Malaga, like we're talking about, almost made it back to the Primera. So that's, you know, sadly they didn't. But for him, he was able to play in a couple games that were extremely important pressure situations that you want a player. to Okay, how are you doing? Are you doing well? Can you handle it? So, like you said, a good loan. I hope he comes back, and I'm definitely excited to see him as one of our, uh, I guess re-signings, you could say, but someone that's coming right. back.
0: Right. And so he's, he's, um, he's one of our center backs, and then we have, um, Funes Mori, and, um, and at least for right now, we'll wow. talk
1: about Alvaro Alvaro. later.
0: Yeah. We got, we got Alvaro and Ruiz, but, uh, things can change there. And I'll yeah. be, yeah. So, um, and then we um, this i think the signing that uh, th- there was a signing that we knew the, the two signings that we knew were going to happen um, they just kept sort of waiting to be announced were that of um albiol and and alberto moreno those were um, ones where we pretty much um, i think in albiol's case we had pursued him last year um, you know he he wanted to be back in spain wanted to be uh, i think his family wasn't you know, was ready to, to move back to Spain or whatnot, and it seemed kind of an open deal that we were going to get him. There was some question that maybe Valencia would try to step in, but I don't I don't know how serious that ever was. Um, so we picked him up from Napoli, and then Alberto Moreno, who hardly played for Liverpool um, yes. this last year, and he, and he was.
1: I mean, let let it be said that he was replaced by one of the top left backs in the world, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and the other side was Andy Robertson. So I mean, either way, you know, he was competing against incredibly high skilled players that obviously went on to win a Champions League. So I mean, yeah, he lost his starting gig. I mean, um, Jurgen Klopp obviously didn't favor him at all. I mean, I think I saw he appeared in two games total in the Premier League that season, which that is also a problem if you're talking about how much he's played and you know, if he's ready for all this game time and this action that you're going to be playing him in La Liga, which is obviously not as rough as the Premier League, but it's still going to be very tough when you haven't played at all.
0: Yeah, and I think that, and, you know, I, that's right, but but in his defense, as you said, not only did he lose his job to um, some really talented young players, but he played, you know, played quite well for Liverpool before that, so it's not, you know, I think it was one of those situations where um you know liverpool were you know they knew they weren't going to resign him and and he was ready to move back to spain and so you know good deal the,
1: the best part is is that like a lot of people were commenting saying that he picked us you know he had a lot of other options and he obviously felt that he would fit in best here over other teams so it's always nice like you were saying last podcast as far as players choosing to come here and wanting to stay here we don't offer too much in, far- in terms of location when you're competing with Valencia or some other team and in wages as well. You can't pay the wages that a lot of players want. So it's nice. Like, like a lot of people were saying that he chose to be here. So that, that makes me happy to know at least.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that's, that's part of the, I guess part of what Villarreal can offer is, um, part. A lot of paella is, uh, <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. is, you know, we do kind of offer. It's, it's a lower pressure situation most of the time because one of the things that the um, that that the team is very good at doing is they pretty much um, if you come to play for Vireal, you're not going to be in the newspapers all the time. You know, you're not going to have a bunch of people coming by to interview you or. Hang out and see if you're going to a nightclub and get pictures of you or anything. It's yeah. not. It's not like playing for some of the big clubs and and um, even um, Sevilla and Betis. You know they've got a really strong rivalry in the city. You know Valencia and Real are a little different. It. Yeah. I, think, I think it's kind of a comfortable place to be. Um, and and there are players who are always going to going to enjoy that. So it's it's nice that Alberto.
1: And yeah and and like you said I think playing time was very important to him and it fit in perfectly here because no one is is cemented at that left back or those right back positions that where you can say okay well we don't need to buy someone to compete with you. We definitely need anybody that wants to compete, you know? I mean I yeah. think the one the one thing we maybe don't need is strikers just because we were fine as far as scoring goals our problem was conceding. So any type of defensive position is open and up for grabs definitely.
0: I think that's right. And then, so then let's talk a little bit about the, um, guy that was sort of the surprise, which was, which was Ruben Pena, because he, um, was with ABAR and, um, I, whenever I saw him, he was very good. And apparently that's what everybody, everybody said, but that was sort of a, um, underrated, I think, for us.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like a lot of people said, I watched a couple of IBAR games last year. Um, I actually watched the one where they beat Real Madrid and you know, that was a really good game and you don't expect a team like Ibar. I mean, I think their total stadium capacity is maybe like 10,000 You know, not even half of what ours is. So I think that, you know, for a very small club like us, they, they buy and they also bring players up very well. And he was definitely one of them and he was playing very well. So I think it's, it's definitely a transfer. that Not a lot of people were expecting at all, but definitely not one I'm upset about at all. Like I was just saying, like anyone you can bring in to compete. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, you know, definitely. I'm, I'm excited. Also, one of the people I'm excited to see is him, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, that, so, and he got some playing time in the in the friendly, I guess. I didn't get
1: the Yeah, I, bl- I believe he played the whole first half. Um, and like I was saying, you know, 45 minutes is good. I mean, he played all of last season in La Liga, so I'm not worried about his conditioning or his playing time. That's more of someone Alberto Moreno. That's more of someone I would be worried about there. His playing time, I- how fit is he? How ready is he? But this guy got a lot of playing time, so I'm not worried about him at all. I mean, as a lot of people commented, there's just there just wasn't much attacking going on in our end, so I don't really think like he had to worry about much at all. Him and him and I'll be all definitely.
0: Right. Um so then let's talk about a couple of the departures that have well, one that's happened and um another that is that is imminent, I guess. Um and the one that happened that um I don't know, I'm sort of uh, I, I think I sort of understand what happened. I'm not real happy about it, but I kind of think the player forced the move was, um, the uh, leaving for Betty's. And that, um, that was interesting because he had been, at the start of the summer, Eintracht Frankfurt had contacted us and it seemed like we were holding out for 15 million. They didn't want to pay that, and now we're, uh, loaning him to Betty's for, I think, a million this year a purchase option of 10 for it sound real um it doesn't sound real good but it also sounds as if you know after this season he's only got a year left on his contract and it sounded like he made it fairly plain that it, he wanted to go elsewhere he's not a yeah, yeah you
1: know, like you said i mean it all comes down to whether he actually wanted to be here or not i i don't know if he did, you know, I definitely take your word and say that if he was leaning towards leaving, he has one year left on his deal, it's definitely a time when you should sell him now, I think because you just don't know, first of all, he could leave on a free transfer next year, which, I mean, is the worst possible thing. As a club like us, you need to get any type of sale, even selling Samedo for four or three million that I saw, that's something. And mind you, that's a guy that yeah. I, I think I would be happy if anybody takes him at all, you know, after his history. So to get anything back helps for the club. You just can't let people leave on free transfers like that when you need any type of money. So, I mean, um, if he wants to go, okay, good. I mean, I would have obviously preferred he goes to Frankfurt so he doesn't have to play us. And, you know, if he turns out to do well for Betis, I'm going to be very unhappy considering how many people dislike him so much. And, you know, I'm mean, looking at his stats here. I mean, he played 33 matches in the Liga, got yellows in 15 of those, two reds, scored one goal, two assists. So, I mean, obviously he's a central defender, but, you know, I mean, you can, just by looking at our central defense, it wasn't great last season. Yeah, we got Albie all in. He's older. A lot of people are upset about that. Like, he,
0: you know. Yeah. Well, well, Pedraza's problem, I think, was he was, he, um, you know, he, he would play on the left wing. He would do, he, he's kind of an interesting guy. I mean, I, where I thought that he was going to be a real positive for us was in that he was a very, um, he was a very, um, what do I want to say? he was a tank as one of our, as one of our commenters said, you know, he, he was much more physical than virtually anybody on our team, you know, very, it's yeah. always sort of been, you know, had a lot of players who play, who pass the ball beautifully, but, um, you know, Pedraza was basically, you know, he wouldn't, he would go in a straight line. His turning radius was enormous, <laughs> but, uh, But you know he he didn't he he didn't seem to offer a whole lot defensively. um,
1: Actually, I have to apologize to you. The the stats are reading to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, Pedrazo didn't offer. He he seemed like he didn't offer as much defensively. And it just seemed as as that as the season went on, he, he he didn't play as much. But then when he played, he just didn't seem to be. It just didn't seem to be a good fit, I guess. And I think that was um, – and maybe that's what he felt too. But it, it didn't seem to me like he would be a player in a counter-attacking type more than the way we are set up now with uh, with um, Kaleja. As, as yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely not that type of team. And as far as remembering when I watched them play, it just kind of seemed like he didn't fit exactly in. Sometimes, depending on the formation and how we used mm-hmm. them, I do remember seeing that um, definitely. But like I said previously, that like as far as you know, if he wanted to leave, it's better we get back something for him now. Um, definitely.
0: Right. So now let's go, let's talk about the guy whose stats you had there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alvaro Gonzalez. Oh my goodness. So no. yeah, you,
1: please, please, you, you tell me your personal comments. First. He, lot, he gets a lot, he gets a lot of hatred, as far as I see, from so many people, and I, I that, ju- I will say, justifiably sometimes, definitely.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about him, well, what well, it was interesting today. Okay, so, so you know what we're talking about is that there's a move to Olympic Marseille, supposedly. Yes, supposedly,
1: we'll see tomorrow if it comes in. You just never know. what Yeah, goes, but, but,
0: but supposedly it's um journalists who are pretty reputable in these things say it's all essentially wrapped up being be announced tomorrow. Um, and it's not for a ton of money, but then we didn't, didn't, I think we paid maybe three or 4 million for him and we're selling him for five to seven or something. Um, okay. My feeling about Alvaro is, you know, his commitment to the team is never in question. And I think that, you know, that's his, that was his best thing. Um, he's a, he's one of those guys who is, who is fully committed in everything he does. <laughs> whether yeah. it's, whether it's. I,
1: I definitely, and I, I like that about him. That's what the only yeah. thing I'll say. He a lot of hatred and I understand he just commits so hard sometimes. There's just no turning back.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: He, he commits, you know, he's, he's, he's a good, you know, when, whenever you would see um, videos of a team, you know, going to do something or other, you know, visit kids at local hospitals or something, you know, I mean, he's, he's always there. He's always, he, he definitely, Really embraced being a part of the Virial team, but on the pitch, um, <laughs> sometimes yeah. fitment was yeah, just, yeah. Um,
1: you His know, collapse in judgment. I think would made so many people oh, upset. Uh, Some games, I mean, I remember watching. I was like, "Man, what is what is he what doing?" Is he doing? But,
0: yeah, uh, I mean, I, th- I think for a lot of us, the the, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but as you know, I don't. But I think the game. I think everybody's memory of Alvaro is going to be getting sent off against Barcelona when we can have a- Yes,
1: which, which, yeah, exactly. Ended up setting up for a 4th the time goal. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, that was just completely unlucky to fall to a player of such quality like Suarez, who's going to bury that, you know, many times. Yeah. One yeah. of the only people on the field that can bury that. But yeah. you're right. In the, in the lead but, up to that, what you but, don't, don't want to do, like you said, is, is get and it's like off, and man. it's like the challenge.
0: The challenge that he got sent off for was just stupid. I mean, it was like you know, yeah. it, it, you know, it's it's a ball in the middle of the pitch. It's not it's not like you're going to do anything, and you know that you're going up against an opponent who's going to milk it for for what it's worth. Now, you know, I have to say in the friendly against West Brom, but. <laughs> He did the same thing. I mean, it was like a guy yeah. running, and he – I mean, he made this ridiculous challenge, got a got a yellow um, – players were upset with him, and I – you know, just no no
1: point. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, you know, I understand sometimes he could be that hero and make that last-ditch challenge that you're like, oh, thank God. But, you know, when 90% of the time you're making questionable moves, I mean, and that, you know, almost – I don't want to say it was just him, obviously. It was a team effort, of course. But, I mean, when your club gets almost relegated, you have to look at all sides and especially your center back partnering. And that's also something, too, is I think that, you know, when you would partner him up with Funes Mori, I mean, like, the last thing you need is for you to feel, like, unconfident of your partner and your partnership. And I think that if I was a center back with him and he's my center back partner, I'm going to feel very, very twitchy and shaky (laughs) with this guy next to me. That's just me.
0: Right, because you just never know when he's going to... just
1: never know. And I feel like I have to cover him. He's going to mess up. I, I definitely feel like, you know, like I said, a lot of people, I, I, I'm i excited to see how Albi all turns out with Funes Modi or Victor Ruiz or whoever. That's fine. But give a little bit more confidence and experience to the other guy because, you know, I cannot yeah. bear to see that.
0: Yeah, I just think Alvaro um, was, you know, I mean, I think he'll... Probably the French league is, is not going to be a bad one for him because I think he's actually, um, the players there are a little more direct and, you know, less technical, more, more direct. And I think he can probably, might be his style for sure. Might be his style. He can defend reasonably well when you, when you can keep a lasso on him. Um, but when, but when you're, if he's not playing in a team that expects it, that, that expects him to, um, Sort of you know play up near the halfway line a lot. He may be he may be fine. I, I haven't seen Marseille you know play recently, so I don't know what sort of style they're they're looking to, for this year. But you know he's he's just I mean, I've said it. You know when you're when you're getting a yellow um, every two games. Yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah, I mean that means that means that every every six games if you're a regular starter, every six games you're sitting because of yellow card accumulation
1: exactly yeah yeah as far as the stats go yeah 33 he got 15 yellows and two reds so i mean right there he's getting sent off already too and like you said as far as yellow card accumulation he's missing at least another couple games which i mean look yellow cards they are gonna happen every team's gonna get them. but at that rate he just yeah just you don't want that at all right so So, it, it remains to be seen definitely like you said if he's gonna fit Marseille's system but i think like you said i think from what I saw, they were talking about a loan with a permanent buy. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like the worst that can, thing that can happen is he goes to Marseille for a year. He hopefully gets better, gets a little bit more confidence in himself, or something, and his tackling and his abilities, and making better decisions, or something like that. Playing against lesser opposition, because obviously, quite honestly, as they call it, the Farmers League isn't isn't gonna be as testy as La Liga. So. Right. The worst case scenario, he comes back and at the very least he's better decision making for sure.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I think every, it, it was interesting because I think that the Spanish fans that, that I saw on Twitter were, were more, um, sorry about it than <laughs> I think the Virel U.S. contingent. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting, interesting, uh, there. Um, the, the other thing I should point out real quick and then we'll, we'll, um, take a break and then talk about the, um, uh, some of the other um, things going on. But um, I think the one thing too is that, is that with him as with um, with, um, Pedraza, um, remember that we, since we don't have European money this year, our our, um, salary cap is less. So, you know, moving some of these guys when, you know, we, we do need to make the squad smaller. And I think, Alvaro was always somebody who was like, well, yeah, if we get enough moving, yeah,
1: yeah, so. I definitely. think he, of all the people, especially people that you potentially want to loan out or get rid of, he was always going to be on the chopping block after his performances. Sadly, and the fact, like you said, he expressed that he might possibly want to leave. So, um, yep. from what I saw, yeah, we, we're now operating 50 million off, you know, the uh, transfers that we've given up and the ones that we made. So. That's always good at the very least. Like I said, getting money back is incredibly important. So to be up in the money like they want it to be, to be able to get rid of some of these players that, you know, do their business quickly. I know you said that, KA hey, I wanted to do it before. But, uh, you know, it gets done now, and that's what matters.
0: Right. Okay, so let's take a bit of a, a brief break, and then we'll be back and talk about some of the players that we apparently are still interested in and some of the players that some of our fans would like us to be interested in. <laughs> so we'll be back in a moment. Okay, so let's let's talk about um, some of the players that we are apparently still pursuing. Um, and I guess the the two that I've seen mentioned the most are um, Javier Antaveros from Malaga and the other one is I'm gonna I'm gonna screw up his name, but the the Uruguayan um Aram Arambari from that? That's right, I think. So, oh,
1: yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's going to be a hard one to pronounce, no matter what. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, for anyone, that's going to be a hard one.
0: So, have you seen um, Antoveros play for Malaga? Because I, I have kind of vague memories of him two years ago. I guess I don't remember. I didn't see any Segunda matches much with them last year, but he's an interesting player because he's. Um, he's young, he's apparently had some a few disciplinary issues, but he's a, he's a very talented, and we've had generally good luck um, from Malik. but Yes, yes. Yes, but apparently he's got kind of a complicated situation where he had a buyout that was seven and a half million, and we offered to do that, but then the buyout was, then it becomes bigger, and now the Sheik uh, Malibu mm-hmm. Once, well, once yes,
1: I, I believe uh, after June, it, it went up almost double, right?
0: Yeah, I think it went 7.5 to 12 or something. Yeah. I, maybe it was 15. Yeah. But he, I mean,
1: it, it really just depends on our interest in him, our, our true interest in him. If we really wanted him that badly, and I assume the club knew that his, his clause was going to go up after, yeah. after June, you obviously would have hoped that they would have been snapped right on and made a move. But um, obviously, you know, maybe they wanted to sell a couple players first, generate some cash. I mean, so oh, i did
0: i did see a mention today that malaga were going to play a friendly or we're heading off to play a friendly tomorrow or something and he was not with them so i you know that of course always starts speculation
1: yeah after that if you don't if you don't take them definitely yeah uh, i mean like i said i think right winger that's you know that's always someone we can use in our position um like you said he's young only 21 years old so i mean even if we bring him in, I mean, he's only a couple years removed from technically being a youth player for any team. So if you can get him for the price you like and then mold him into what you want to be, because since he's still so young, I think it could definitely be someone that, when the time comes to sell some of your other wing players, which the time will inevitably come no matter what, he could be someone that could definitely play for you, give you a good four or five years if he turns into what you want him to be.
0: Right. Yeah, he, yeah he's basically mostly a right winger, can be... Also play on the left, can play in the middle, yeah. But he's—he seems like a he's—he's he's a definite. The thing is, I think in this market, you know, you almost—you almost, as you say, want you need to take a flyer on uh, something like that. So, um,
1: yeah, yeah. I, like you said. I think, like, like again, for a club like us, I mean, taking these opportunities, taking these chances on these young kids. I mean, he, like you said, almost made it to La Liga back again with Malaga. That would have been great for them, but. It could be our game now because he played a lot of minutes for them and that could be someone that we get. And like I said, for a club like us, if you can spend a little amount of money and get a good player in the future, even if it's so much as him giving us a good couple of years and then selling them off for more money later, which generates more money, that would still be a win. So, you know, hopefully, I mean, they know, they knew that his clause was going to go up and we'll see what happens if they're still interested in it or not.
0: Right. The other, um, but the other guy who could come back and play for us and is also, well, he's, he can play, he's more of a, a left winger, I guess, or an attacking midfielder, and, um, came up in our system as Moy Gomez, and, and apparently he, uh, this was another one where Sporting home were, um, going to be yeah. playing a friendly, and he was not in the team, and apparently was traveling to Villarreal, according to one report I heard. So, you know, it sounds like, sounds like Sporting are kind of in the situation where they need to get his salary off their books. Um I think we may have another deal where which seems to be so popular these days where it's a loan with a with a um some sort of option or mandatory purchase. But I'm thinking that's what,
1: what and, and be. as for him, he's someone I think I'd especially like to see back just because like you said, um with so many players their desire to come here his is true, you know, because he came up and he played for us before. So, you know, he wants to be here. You know, he likes, he likes our team. And if he's coming back, it's because he enjoyed his first spell with us. So, that's always good to have someone who, first of all, wants to be here and wants to play for us. Um, yeah, and like you said, he, he had a lot of experience at Gijon and he also played in Huesca. So.
0: Yeah. I thought it was just a Huesca play. Um, because I started watching them when they started having their little run and I thought, Oh my goodness. Are they going to, you know, escape? Yeah.
1: <laughs> are, they, are they
0: gonna sum up the great, the great escape, as you said. Yeah, the great escape. Well, it kind of didn't work, but I, but I did enjoy seeing some of their games, and and uh, I thought Moy was one of their best players. I think I thought he did it. Yeah, it was
1: 36 matches, seven assists, two goals. That, that's yeah, that's yeah. a damn good number.
0: Yeah, and when he was playing for us, I mean, it was it was admittedly, you know, um, several, you know, several years ago, but I think think criticism of him was that at the time he was too selfish and tended to be a lot um, like a lot of young players are, where they would rather try to do something, you know, that has a five percent chance of succeeding than pass the ball to somebody else because they're.
1: Mm.
0: And I, but I think he's matured since then, and I think. Yeah, the, I
1: mean, I mean, he left us when he was 22 yeah. years old, so I mean, yeah. I can tell you. Only a 23-year-old, but I can tell you about a year ago, yeah, I was still making selfless decisions. So uh, I think hopefully in the last three or four years since he's been with us, definitely he's matured a little bit. But like you said, I mean, there's no denying he was one of Weska's best players. And, I mean, if maybe the spell had gone better for the team, they would still be up. So, I mean, it it could be our game, definitely. I'd like to see him here. That's one of the people I would definitely like to see most here of any of the potential targets.
0: Yeah, I think I, w- I think I would too. I, I admit I'm a little biased because when my wife and I saw us play um against Sevilla a couple of years ago, he was outstanding. In fact he, he rattled the, the the crossbar with a shot that I still don't know how it didn't go in. Um, <laughs> it was it was uh it was really a lot of fun watching him. He was mostly playing down our side in the first half and I was like, Oh just incredible. Yeah, a lot of yeah. fun to watch. Okay, um he's yeah. So okay. So then we, so then we're still talking about the problem that we've never replaced Rodri at at um, in center midfield, even yes. though we even though Rodri keeps on giving. We got seven million more when he moved. Yep. The yeah. Clauses. yeah. So um. So the, the problem is, it seems to me we've got we've got people wanting um, Eric Pulgar at Bologna, who had a really good Copa America with Chile. Yes, 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 he
1: did. He absolutely, I mean, yeah. A Columbia, I'm a Columbia fan through my family, but watching him dominate, I mean, it's... Yeah. You look at him and you think, this is definitely someone who can translate over to this level.
0: Right, and so the problem, I think, for, for us is that probably um, there's a lot of competition, and this is one where you probably have a harder time selling yourself because we're not playing in Europe next year.
1: You know? Yeah, definitely. He's someone who, I think, if he's going to play for someone, he wants to make the next big move. I mean, Bologna, the problem is Bologna aren't going to give him that, that opportunity either, but he has definitely yeah, his, but he a could, fair share of suitors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could go, he could go to uh, any of a number of clubs, I think.
1: Yeah, and so, I think obviously I, as the club, you have to think as well, is this the smartest option for us to buy? If we even get him, if, you know, if you have to, you know, offer more money to convince him to come, is that really someone you want? Because he truly wants to play for someone where he has more of an opportunity to make a, a name in Europe.
0: Yeah, that's that's true and we've and we've had these situations recently where we've had players that we've had to overpay them to come or else we've had to put something in their contract that essentially lets them go for cheap. Exactly. You know, which, which is basically another way of, you know, you're kind of giving up um, transfer fee at the end. Yeah. For- and that,
1: and that and that worries me because I think yeah. like we need our goal should be to make it back obviously to Europe this season. And then from there, you can start thinking about these Shinies like Pugar and other ones that will get you to that next level. But, you know, that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, and then we have a a steady drumbeat of people wanting Sander Berg from Gink. Is it Gink or – I think it's Gink. Um, (laughs) One of the – and he he is an interesting case because he's – for one thing, he's quite tall, um, which is kind of nice because –
1: Yes, yeah, because I think our, our right now, I mean, Ibora is occupying that spot, but as a lot of people were commenting, it'd be great to have someone else over 5'10 in the midfield yeah, or 5'11". I yeah. mean, and I, I definitely understand that need because those aerials, you're depending on Ibora every time to win those aerial battles and, you know, or worse, you know, he gets injured or you sub him off in the 60th, 70th minute or something like that when he gets tired, inevitably, and I mean, what do you have from there? I mean... Teams will teams will jump on that. Teams will say, you know, we can throw a ball over in the midfield and have our guy win it in the midfield. One of our taller players, bring it down, pass from there, and we're already in.
0: Yeah, and the thing and the Bora is really more of a box to box guy, so we we don't really wanna yeah, we don't really wanna have to use him as our as our main defensive option in, in midfield. And um, so Barry, I guess the, the thing about him was supposedly I mean, who knows? Supposedly, we have had contacts with him over, or his agent, over the years. But he got injured. Um, I guess it's he had an opportunity to sign for. I think it was, was it Sheffield United, one of one of the teams that got promoted in um, in England, I guess, and and apparently passed it up. So he's still out there. Um, I don't know a whole lot about how well he's come back from injury, but he's he's certainly young. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I have no idea if we're interested in him or not. I have yeah, not.
1: If, if the interest is real, I think at the very least, if I'm the club, I have to give him a look just because of the fact that one, he's young, 21 years old. He, you know, if like you said, if his injury can stay not coming up as much he definitely would want to be one of those people that's looking to make the next big moves because from gank i mean if you're playing well it's just a jumping off point for somewhere else you know and i think we would be the perfect team for that i mean as far as i can see here he made 28 appearances last year um another 10 in the europa league which again is always good for a guy like that to have experience there because if you make it and you keep him on the team you know that's that's great because he already has that experience in the league
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I think you know he's clearly a, he's clearly a a, a a very good talent. It's again one of those situations where you've got them wanting to cash in at some point, probably this summer, yeah. and there will be a lot of suitors for him, um, mm-hmm.
1: you know especially like you said because another team that all you have to do is look at his height six four, and you could say we can partner him up with whoever and keep him as a rock in our center midfield, and he'll win anything in the air.
0: Right. Which brings me to um Aram Aram Bari from Hatafe, who is not a rock in the air. He's five nine, I think. Um <laughs> but
1: hey, yeah, yeah. I I'm 5'9", Alan,
0: please. Well I'm I'm uh, I was gonna say if you're okay, so you're five nine and the other guy that uh, that uh I've seen mentioned as oh we you know, somebody else we ought to be interested in is is the uh other um the Uruguayan international um Nandez, and he's 5'7", and that's my height, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah the, the, the club definitely seems to have a preference, I think.
0: So um, you know, I, I don't, I to me, I mean, Hatafe are putting up yeah. 20 million for this guy, and I, I just don't uh, see it. Do yeah, you,
1: yeah. you see it? I don't. I, I mean, I will tell you I'm a little bit biased. I'm a huge fan. Of almost any Uruguayan player, to be honest with you, just because of their style of play, how they're yeah, up, I, how they're I I I, I, I I I am too. So you you mentioned that his nationality is Uruguayan, and I'm I, I'm sadly I'm already sold because I'm like wow, like I watch them play and I love the way they play. Although like albeit it's a style that gets a lot of criticism because France plays the same way um, sometimes, and then Atletico as well. Like that was a, you know obviously it's not they play a very certain style of football, but they fit it. All Uruguayan players fit it. And, yes. Um, I, I think he would be a good pickup, but I definitely don't think for 20 million. Like that is just not that is not a need. And like you said, I mean, the lot, if you're gonna spend 20 million, like other people were saying, if you can get Pulgar for that same price, I mean, I don't think that's even a question of who you go for, considering the performances that Pulgar put on this summer. I'm yes. honestly, yeah. if you can get it down, I mean, I would pay and 12 million. But it all really depends on the club's finances and what they're looking to do. If they're looking to be huge sellers this summer, me, I mean, there's not two, three weeks left really. But if they're not looking to add on really anyone else of value and they're happy with their squad with the three or four additions they've made, then okay. But if they can bring the price down and you know they're looking to sell, I, I would definitely take a chance on them just because I love the style of play. I love it. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I think for me, it's I'm a little bit similar. I, I'm also a big Uruguay fan. Um, so I have no qual, no with that, um, but I do think that twenty million is just. Uh,
1: oh yeah, I, I right off the bat I can tell you I would just, not just, pay that number. Hopefully they can renegotiate because like if they could get him for a lower number, even half that, I mean I, I would probably pay half that.
0: Oh yeah, I'd probably pay. I'd probably pay twelve with yeah. three, four, in incentives or something. You know,
1: mm-hmm. Take
0: yeah. the, we make the Europa League. He gets an extra. Million or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I think, but I think the question is, it, it seems, and there was a, um, there have been a couple of players, sort of, you know, sort of, I, I wouldn't even say serious interest. Just, you know, I see. Oh yeah, the is one of the teams interested in this guy. You know, it's it's hard to know. I mean, I, and the other thing is, I still don't know. You know, we had at the end of last season, um, we were expecting that there would be some rejigging of the front office and there would be a new director of football or somebody that would
1: you know yeah you never got
0: chover signings and that hasn't happened as far as I know. Yeah.
1: Hopefully that's more in more in the club's plans to not have done that and say, okay, well we looked over it and we we felt that it wasn't one of our top priorities rather than the other option which is they just haven't found anybody that they truly want. You know, that would be a bigger issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to know. As I said, one of the um, things about...
1: As, as far as going back to someone like Arambari, um, the only thing that I can think of as well is if I'm on his position and I'm already a Hetafe, and I'm getting a good amount of appearances, and mind you, again, this is a Hetafe team that until the last game of the season almost made the Champions League. So yeah. if I'm him and I'm getting a good amount of playing time and it fits my system of a player and who I am, I got to think, why am I leaving that to go to Villarreal? Mm-hmm. I got I, I to be honest. I mean, you know, yeah, if I'm that player and I'm in that situation, I think I stay for another season and I built off what of and we could make the Champions League quite easily or the Europa League. Whereas, you know, like you said, it's gonna be hard to convince some players to come, like and that would be one of them, like, hey, come to our club, you know, we didn't qualify for anything, but we would like to build with you, we'd like to make it with you, we can give you a lot of playing time, and he's probably sitting there already saying, Well, I got plenty of playing time and I was only one game away from really making it to the Champions League, so I think I'm happy with staying here.
0: Yeah. But it seems to me though that there must be something that he wants to move because this rumor has has one of this is one of those rumors that's refused to die. You know, it started very soon after the season ended, and and you know, Mark is still writing about it now. Like it's like you know, the two teams are still talking to each other. There, you know, there must be something to it. I just don't. Yeah. No, you're
1: right. You're right. Those things don't persist for long unless there's probably mutual interest like i said I, that was just me thinking as a player but there must be yeah, some type of different dynamic think. that you're that you said that you know something underlying that obviously we can't we haven't heard about but if we if we could sign him i mean i like i said i would be very 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 pleased with that just like you said not for that amount of money because it's not the amount that we should be spending right yeah. now especially for someone like that
0: yeah so and then i guess the other the other thing which we now have to address because we're so, Victor Ruiz is in the last year of his contract, I believe. I, I believe that that's, if we don't move him this season, we will lose him on a free next, at the end of this year. And he pretty much fell out of Kalea's plans, so the expectation was he would be moving on, but we have heard virtually nothing about that. Um but now it, with Alvaro apparently going, we only have Albiol on on the right side of, of of center, the right center back. So we're gonna have to be going after somebody there. And I don't you know, I, I don't particularly have any names um to throw out, maybe you do, but um it seems like that's the we have, but I have to think that we probably are gonna Try to find somebody in the kind of five million range, something like that, because if we were if we were really looking for a center back that was costing twenty five million, we would have already bought them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quite, quite frankly, as you said, I mean, I think everyone, if everyone realizes that's that's one of the biggest needs, then the club obviously sees it too. And if they haven't cut a deal with anybody or a transfer yet, then obviously there's no one that they feel really strongly about to spend that type of money or else they would I mean you know that's, if you know that's one of your hugest problem positions I mean I would do it I can't throw out any names at the moment definitely have to do some background research on it I'm sure definitely some of your commenters already have 20 million people that come to mind and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I know they'll say it and I'm, I'm excited to see who they bring up definitely um, you know, as for Victor Ruiz like you said last year his contract 30 years old so you know he plays out till he's 31 close to 32 maybe and then at that point, yeah, I mean, your options are re-sign into a short deal, but at that age in his life, I, I think that he probably wants to try something elsewhere before his retirement that probably comes around 35, 36, you know? Yeah, that's probably true. Um, you know, it's, it's – um, Like they said, the only issue I will say is that um, you sell him right now, you know, if you choose to sell him right now because you're afraid he's going to leave on a free transfer next year, you're about to sell Alvaro according to pretty much every report you've seen so far. So your problem now is that you sold two center backs. And like you said, that kind of puts you in a tough, really tough position. Cause what are we down to three center backs on the depth chart, right? Yep. yep. So unless you bring someone up, you know, which I mean, again, a young player, I mean, you'd have to hope that they develop, but now it, you throw you back into the fire because it's one of our biggest problem positions. And we're basically forced with three weeks to go to find someone and if we, again, like you said, if we haven't found someone right now that we're willing to spend our money on, that's a huge problem because now the clock's ticking. So, right. I mean, even it, like you said, it contradicts what I said before because I was like, hey, we can't let people leave on a free transfer. You need to make any type of money. But the fact of the matter is, is, I mean, if you sell him an Alvaro within the next two weeks, you're putting yourself in such a tough hole.
0: Well, at that point, you've got three center backs. You've got two yeah. play on the left, one that plays on the right. And none of the three have played with each other before.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's a a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I I mean, I think, I think you need, I would rather keep Ruiz and get that, get that other, um, back on the right that you can, that that can play, um, and spell all the old, but I, you know, it's.
1: I I completely agree. Like I said, considering it's one of your biggest problem positions and You'd rather have the depth than not have it at all. I think he's one of the only players I would definitely say, hey, even if he leaves on a on a free transfer or something like that next year. I mean, he's just if you're gonna sell Alvaro, which I mean everyone seems to want, uh, you, you got to keep him around at least at the very least for the depth because you just don't know what's gonna happen.
0: Right, right. So um, yeah, and I think that's I think that's kind of where we are on that. It's. And of course, there's always, as we've seen so many times, there's always a chance that late on somebody will get some um amazing offer and leave but frankly, I think our biggest um the player who met that was four and alls and he's already left yes. um yeah. is um i think we've put a high enough bounty on his on his or um. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I think we slapped all the money we could find in the department. It was like, okay, that's yeah, that's yeah. That. So
0: yeah, so I think I think and I think he realizes that you know
1: this is yeah, so going a very good place to grow for him for the next right. season. Yeah. I I I and I hope I hope that's at least what he sees because I think to leave now, I mean, for him it could be a ball up in the air for him where he goes or anything like that. Not even to speculate because I don't want to speculate on it really.
0: Yeah. Don't. No. But um,
1: but I think that to build off what he built off last season playing so well coming through breaking through like you said uh, I definitely for everyone I think it's good that he stays
0: yeah and I, I and I think that's kind of what he's I think that's what I what he's realized too from everything I've seen but um, you know I it's uh, there are periodically these Nigerian um, you know writing in English of course Nigerian um, reports that that you know that, that I pick up and and yeah, usually yeah. it's like four of them are, are, you know, he's happy here, he's staying, and the fifth one is sort of trying to generate, oh, well, you know, well, maybe yeah. he, maybe. You know, well,
1: like, maybe. I, I think, I think that's any Nigerian, <laughs> fan. I think that's any Nigerian fan that would be happy to see him move to Arsenal or something like a world. Yeah, right, you know? exactly. That's, yeah. That, that's the inner fan in Nigeria, it's like, please, please, please move to a huge club that I know their name and I can watch your TV every Sunday. But yeah, no, 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 right. no, yeah. no, no. I yeah. think he's a smart lad and definitely like, you know, we stayed up good for everyone, good for him as well. He can build off that. I mean, I think that him and Gerard Moreno, I think, can form a really good partnership. Maybe you take Buck off the bench, um, start him sometimes. I mean, I definitely, I think we can all agree that the front line produced uh, plenty enough goals last season, more or less. I mean, that, that's not even something we're looking at the very moment to upgrade strikers. So I would yeah. say, you know, that's good enough for now. Like I said, we're, we're basing all our talk on center back and midfielder because that was more of the areas that we need. So um, right. I'll be excited to see the game on, against Levante because that's quality opposition. Someone we're going to face twice this season. So mm-hmm. I'll be definitely really excited to see that.
0: Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting as well. And um, I know last year, I think it was last year we played them in a friendly and um, we ended up winning, but only after they, it was sort of after all the substitutions were made, you know, that they, they, um, the uh, Barty was really good in that game. I remember that. <laughs> for <laughs> that, so yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. So we'll we'll um, and we we can probably talk about some of the low knees. Yeah, I, I think that,
1: one um, more thing to point out yeah. before we get to the low knees is just that um, you know, there's still three three and a half weeks for some leagues, a little bit more. And I think the other thing to consider is that teams will have players that they acquire, and thus make some of their current players expendable. So yes. maybe someone that we think right now, like, okay, well, they're not going to sell him because they need him. Then maybe they bring in someone to compete for that spot, and they say, well, maybe he isn't as locked in as we thought he was, and they make a late move and they get him. So definitely, I mean, like you said, anything can change in the next three weeks. Someone that we're not even thinking that we can get, they bring a new player in, and suddenly they're suddenly willing to sell him for a lesser price.
0: Right. So, yep, things like that can happen. Well, we'll talk about – we'll, we'll um, talk about – uh. Kind of the E situation next week because we'll have, I think, more information on that, and we'll see what we'll see what happens this weekend. We can review Levante, and uh, we can talk about whatever else there is to talk about, which is <laughs> which is a lot. We're getting ready. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: like we took two weeks, and look, we already got a, you know, we, already, we hit an hour already, and I'm sure oh, we we'll can yes. keep on if we truly wanted to.
0: Yeah. All right. So until until next time for. For Joseph, this is Alan and, um, and for Vireal USA saying thanks for listening and, and Devon Vireal. Yep,
1: yeah, and Devon.
0: Okay, great. We stopped recording. Okay, now it stopped recording. Okay, now, now where will I find the file that we just did? Yeah, it
1: says you're still recording, but maybe my thing is just... Oh a
0: little- no, I didn't...